0: Traveling in the pandemic is a trip, y'all. Yeah. Literally, it's it is just insane. All the things that you have to do and the, the things that are in place with that. Uh, and I'm traveling again tomorrow, uh, and so it's it's definitely a lot. And you know, with this travel, one of the things that uh, you know when you go through TSA, they are not mech and sport, man. <laughs> this is not a joke thing. Like this is this is this is serious business. When you are going through TSA, you can't just show up uh, to the security checkpoint and be like, yo, uh, when they ask you, do you have any firearms or do you have, you know, any um, uh, alcohol or whatever, you can't just say, nah, I don't, and walk through, welcome to America. <laughs> that, that's not the way it works, you know. They will tell you to take your bag, come on, somebody. If you have any large electronic devices, some of y'all already know the drill. You got to take that laptop out. You got to put it in a separate bin. Can I just build this case? And then even with that, is they, do, they don't just want to see what's in the bag and they don't want you to just take out your electronic devices, but then <laughs> they want to run it through the scanner mm-hmm. to see if there are things That are hiding in there. And so they go meticulously through all of the items that you are preparing to bring on this trip. Because that right there is what we call a boundary line. Hmm. In other words, you cannot get across that boundary line. You cannot get across the border if there is anything that is threatening national security or threatening anyone that will be traveling with you along that journey. Oh, can I just paint the picture? The fact of the matter is that they, in many regards, they told you what the stipulations were before you showed up at the airport. So if you decided (laughs) that you wanted to bring 10 ounces instead of three, And then you get vexed, I can't believe it. These people, they're just, you pulling all sorts of cards and saying that they're discriminating and stuff when they told you how many ounces were permitted before you got across there. So I think it's such a great depiction when it comes to boundaries and we're thinking about the way that, you know, when we're looking at this, uh, when we're looking at these relationships in our life, You know, many of us are in a position where we are experiencing difficulty because of our lack of boundaries Mm. or our lack of enforcing the boundaries that uh, we have committed to and letting people also run roughshod as well. And so I'm believing, because this is the thing, man, I'm believing that God is going to fortify your boundaries. Come on. And in fact, this is a good place to put a prayer. Uh, I, I want you to, can we just congregationally just say, Lord, Lord, fortify my boundaries? Fortify my boundaries. Online in the chat, go ahead, fortify. Uh, if you don't know how to spell it, look it up in Google. Uh, <laughs> fortify my boundaries. Glory to our God. Praise the Lord.
1: Listen, when we hear the word boundaries, we always think in a negative sense. You know, boundaries is not really about keeping people out. It's about defining who you are and what you really think. And you have the choice to see it as a barricade or as a state limit mm. of what we can do. And so I think, I think a lot of times we figure, we choose how we view
0: boundaries. Yeah, man. Va- boundaries are important. Ba- boundary, by definition, is a line which marks the limits of an area. It's a dividing line. And so it's important to understand when we're talking about boundaries what how boundaries are Uh, defined how boundaries are defined you know and so I want to say this and we'll start here many of us are not progressing in life and the reason why is because of a lack of boundaries Mm. let me say it again many of us are not progressing in life and it's because of a lack of boundaries can I tell you this it's not always about a lack of see some of us think that it's because of a lack of money some of us think it's because of a lack of company in other words the lack of of, of people in your life we're going to the text in a second uh, but i want you to understand this it's not if you don't have boundaries you can have money and still not progress come on if you don't have proper boundaries in place you can have all of the people in the world shouting your name all of the followers all of the whatever and still not progress or go farther go far in life and so the presence of more things does not equal your success. Mm, that's good. Are you with me? It's important for us to realize that boundaries need to be established.
1: You know, a lot of people think, um, like when you think of people that win the lottery, they have lots of money. But, you know, in the, um, it's said in the New York Daily News, is that 70% of people that win the lottery are broke within seven years. Even worse, several winners have died horribly and witnessed those close them suffer. A lot of times because they had no boundaries. They didn't know how to manage all that money they had. They think they can just order 10 Ferraris and (laughs) eat whatever they want to eat. And so they're, they're getting all this stuff. Their health is getting worse than it was before they had the money. Facts. They're in bad relationships because they're making poor decisions. Mm-hmm. No boundaries. They had no um, no values to set on um, that. Standards, yep. And so a lot of times we think lots of more things equal better things.
0: Exactly. And so no, this is the thing. Success doesn't happen by accident. Yep. Let me say it again. Success doesn't happen by accident. And this is why what you're saying is so powerful because this idea of winning the lottery. It's like a lot of us think, well, if I just had more money. But you know someone who was prepared for the money because... When, because this is the thing, if you were to get this money that you're so desirous of, what would you do with it? Would you wear it? Would you spend it tomorrow? <laughs> And this is why those stats are so high. Because a lot of people don't succeed because you do not have the standards. You do not have the the, uh, principles in place to be able to manage and to steward what it is when it comes. And so consequently, it's like more stuff is not going to help you. Sometimes getting more stuff is a curse Mm. for your life. And some of us are asking God to bless us with more. And God's like, if I give you this now, it's actually a curse. Mm. And I'm not going to curse you with more If you don't know, if you don't have the appropriate principles and boundaries in place to know what it is, how it is to steward what it is that I would give you. So that's relationally, that's financially, that's everywise. Mm. If you want to succeed, it doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by you getting more. Mm. It happens by you being able to make sure that you have the boundary lines, the principles in place. To, uh, to be able to walk know, successfully. And I know we're not
1: talking about money, but I think about having a budget. A lot of you are scared of that budget word. But it's so good to have a budget because a budget helps you navigate or allocate where your money is supposed to go. You can see where you're spending it. And it gives you opportunities to um, spend it wisely. Most people that don't have budget are really wasting a lot of money because they have no idea where their money is going. And when you do a budget, you realize, oh man, I spent $500 this month on eating out. I spent $300 Downloading those, whatever you want to download, well. whatever that category is for you. Or, you know, I spent $300 on shoes. Or, and listen, I heard t- t- too many teachers are saying, man, my kids come to school with, um, with like Air Jordans, all that great, but they don't have warm winter boots. Wow. Where their parents or p- families are allocating the money. And if you don't know where your is. Um, you just go all the place. And so a budget is, helps you to give you boundaries Very so you good. actually can have more freedom. Sometimes you can have more freedom and in boundaries, in, um, in proximity and things, than even not having any um, boundaries.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. It's freedom within freedom within the confines of a boundary line or within structure. And And this is it. It's so powerful when you're talking about budgets and when you're talking... There are many of you that are in debt and you're praying for God to get you out and really you just need a budget there are a lot of people like oh my gosh and you're praying and god's not doing this and god god's like i gave it to you but it just you don't have a structure in place so you poured it out i poured it out on you and it poured onto the floor mm-hmm. oh man there's a hole in my bucket dear liza dear <laughs> and this is the way it is it's is what happens when you don't have boundaries When you don't have budget. Can I tell you this? This is important because I I, I want you to understand this. You know, there are a lot of us that are just going with the flow. And it's like, I'm just going to go with the flow. Boundlessly going with the flow is reckless, man. Mm. It's reckless. You are not, God has not called you to go through your life boundlessly. I'm just going to go with the flow. That in many regards is something that is for, you know, you can't even know if you won in a game without some sort of a boundary line. So good. You don't know if you're out of bounds many of you because you don't have a boundary line and so success doesn't happen by accident we're talking this year especially about growing forward Hmm. it's important for you to be intentional i'm winning by design i'm strategic come on somebody that no matter what i have listen a lot of you the reason why you're not getting more is because you have not established the things that are necessary to steward what you have now and if you do not learn how to steward what you have now, you will not get more. You will and, not be positioned to more. I want to hear what you
1: said. More. You said you're winning by design.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Most of us, are tr- we're losing by default. You better. We're losing by default because we don't have a plan. We go back to our old ways, our old habits. But you have to create. You need to design. You need to research. You need to put a goal there. You need accountability, so you can actually walk out the very thing that you want. And if you do not have a routine, you go back to the bad habits and you go back to the default ways that you had before.
0: Wow, that is so important. You know, and you know why this is so powerful because when I'm thinking about that type of stuff, I also think about here we go generational patterns. Mm. There are things that we do by default because of the patterns that our parents have set for us mm-hmm. and so there's certain statements and no not all parents are like this not you know but it's imperative for us to realize that you have to look at what you are doing repetitively is this a cyclical thing that you are doing something that is a cycle and consequently we're not progressing why because we're going to the default of how i saw finances stewarded and that's why it's important i'll say this i'll tell, tell even for parents as we're moving forward. We have, my wife and I, we have conversations. I know this is not just all about finances, but we have these conversations with our kids. And the reason why is, you know, when, when, when many of us grew up, it's like, until you get bills, don't ask me about my money. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know about this stuff. Until you have bills, until you're paying, until and that's not a healthy way to be able to equip the next generation to steward their finances well. Mm-hmm. In many regards, we position the next generation for failure hmm. because we're setting them up with things that are uh, with a bad default and things that we have done and not sharing with them in many regards the lessons that we've learned that can help them to set be set up for success very powerful So okay and so i think moving forward and you know we're not going to be before you long today just want to establish this because here we go in the text uh, i, I want to go to first corinthians chapter 6 verse 12 and when we're talking we're going to be unpacking this With greater depth over these next few weeks. But how many of you know church is not just about dancing and shouting? Come on. Listen, I'm telling you, we have great experience. All that stuff is wonderful, great. But we want you to leave with your marriage is whole. We want you to leave with principles and tools so that you can manage your finances. Mm -hmm. So you can leave an inheritance for your children's children. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these things that we think require spiritual solutions are actually just natural things that the Bible encourages us to, that we can put in place and change the trajectory of our lives.
1: You mean you don't have to pray about everything?
0: Listen, there's some stuff you've been praying about. Come on, somebody. You need to get up off those knees and save.
1: Come on.
0: You need to get up off those knees and invest. Come on, somebody. God's like, I already gave you the answer. And you're sitting here, God, please, Lord. You need to get up and go take some of them red bottoms and go and... Sell them because a lot of you you have the answer to fill in that debt hole in your closet. I'm just gonna... or take your Starbucks money, invest it in the
1: stock market or something with good counsel with, cou- research, with good with good counsel. But I think we're I think it's a change might mind where we're investing our time and energy and resources. And our
0: resources. So this is it guys. I want you don't don't tune us out. Peep this first Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. The apostle Paul says something very powerful after he talks about sin and he talks about things that will separate you and block you from being in the kingdom and he talks about stuff like you know such were some of you but you were watched and cleansed and all this wonderful stuff but then he makes this statement in regards to his actions and i think this is very powerful here we go first corinthians six twelve. he says all things are lawful for me mm-hmm. but and i'm reading from the esv not all things are helpful some translations say expedient in other words it's not beneficial the apostle paul says i can pick up a lawnmower right now and put some ketchup on it and eat it if I wanted to but it is abs it is there it is no benefit for me to do so are y'all still are y'all with us and so it's imperative in other words he's saying that yo freedom is here there's so many things that I can do right now but the fact of the matter is that uh that even though I can does it mean i should here's point number one for you just because you meet you can does it mean you should exactly just because you can does not mean you should and there are many of you watch this the big issue for you is not about again resources as it pertains to time as it pertains to finances it's not even that there are many of you that have time but you need to you need to set a boundary and determine how much of that time, how much of those resources, will you invest in this or that place? Too many of you are saying yes because you can. Mm. You're saying yes because you can uh, but the fact of the matter is, when you have a boundary line in place, that yes, you might need to invest in your family as opposed to somebody else. Mm. And so it's imperative to make sure, you know like those margins in your notebook? That you set up margin. And so just because you have stuff doesn't mean you're supposed to do something uh, do something with it or say yes to do uh, stuff with it.
1: I definitely think we need to have measurements yeah. to hold us accountable. Like, you know, most people, team um, iPhone, um, on the iPhone, it, it shows you your weekly screen habits.
0: Mm, very good.
1: I don't know, like when it says seven, eight hours, sometimes I'm, it's been 13 hours on a screen. Um, it just yeah, ooh. <laughs> it just shows you like, again. You know what, man? I'm spending too much time scrolling. Or I love, I love also. It shows the productivity level on your the screen. Like was it just watching YouTube? Or were you actually doing like charts or reading? articles, Very yes. Good. And so I think we need to also look at the measurements in our lives where we're spending our time and our habits mm-hmm. and really and say, you know what, you know what, in and we talk about, I have no time. I, I hate that when we have no time. No, when we say we're busy, I have no time. No, let's be honest. You didn't make the choices mm. to spend in those areas. In the 13 hours that I was scrolling in one day, wow. or seven hours, I could have read 30 minutes of a book. I could have worked out. could have read my bible for even five minutes if i didn't read my bible i could have cut on a date night i could have done so many things but a lot of times we just mindlessly scroll or do things without putting measurements or accountability with it
0: yeah man i think it's it's important you know you go to the doctor to determine to check your health to determine whether you're healthy or not and many of us we just you know flippantly and just go ahead just with our time you know, and, and really, that's the only thing you're not getting back. Mm. You know, and we, we are more reckless, many of you, with your time than your than your resources. And it's not because you don't have it. It's about where you're choosing to spend it. And so it's important, you know, out of this message for you, homework is uh, for you to really go and look. Like, where are your boundaries? Do you have weak boundaries? Where are you investing of your time, your talent, and your treasure? What standards and principles do you have in place, can I tell you this? Sometimes freedom is a bigger challenge than bondage. Mm. Say that again. Sometimes freedom is a bigger challenge than bondage. It's important for us. Uh, Deacon PG earlier today. We have a we have a, um, a, a a pre-service huddle that we do, and he was saying he was reading this scripture. You know, and and he was talking about. Uh, he says in verse thirteen of Galatians chapter five, for you were called to freedom, brothers. And he says, only don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, Mm. but through love, serve one another. And it's this idea of realizing that, you know, we are not called, yes, you know, sometimes it's the management of our freedom. And and, and many of us don't know what to do with our freedom. And this is why you'll see some people who will uh, be incarcerated and then they'll come out. Mm. And before you know it, where do they end back up? And we know there are systemic things that are in place for many people groups as to why uh, that may be a factor in some of this. But many, in many regards, you know, uh, there are many of us that just don't know how to steward freedom. And so sometimes it's a, it's a difficult thing. So, so making sure that we are establishing boundaries and that we're putting these things in place is important. We're not squandering of our time, our talent, and our treasure. Because this may be the game changer to assist you and help you. So just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And
1: sometimes freedom is bigger
0: challenge than bondage. Yeah, sometimes it is. And so when we're talking about this uh, cuz we want to we want to make sure that we're that we're we're looking at how do we establish? So now we're not just telling you okay, you know this is bad and this is wrong and this is right. How do we establish um healthy boundaries in every area of our life? Firstly, I want us to look at the areas that you need to establish boundaries. First of all, you need to establish, and this is note-taking stuff. This is stuff for you to write down, and I want you to assess. We want you to assess these things and your boundaries in these areas. Number one, material boundaries. So what are the boundaries that you have in place around uh, the the materials that, that are in your life? Whether it be things purchase wise or stuff that you have how are you managing that how are you looking at that what is your perspective of it how are you acquiring more things are you buying things that are that simply depreciate are you buying things that will appreciate in value like i tell people all the time i tell my kids whenever they buy video games i remind them i'm like this super nintendo box is now worth through in in perfect condition three hundred dollars the con- that wasn't even the price of the console when we first bought it mm-hmm. but it is appreciated in value to now a console controllers all this stuff is worth way more than it even was that it than it was when we first purchased it and so changing your perspective around the things that you have that you might be tossing in the garbage right Are, is there more value that's attached to it than you ascribe or realize and so material things also physical boundaries Come on somebody, what are you putting in your body? What are, you, um, what, are you, what are you doing with your body? Who are you allowing inside of your body? Come on. Y'all don't want to be real with me today. Boundaries, physical boundaries, mental boundaries. How are you managing and stewarding your, your thought life? What is happening? What are the boundaries in your thought life? are there things that you are watching that are un- actually contributing to the detriment of your mental health you're like man i have torment and i'm full of fear but you're watching horror movies oh man all these crazy dreams that i'm having Go into dream interpreters pastor can you interpret this dream i can interpret this dream by telling you watching scary movies before you go to sleep is not going to help you I'm full of God. It's not giving me the spirit of fear. Well, then cast the fear out your TV. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I'm not being, I'm not being legalistic. I'm saying, I'm just saying, man. One plus one equals two. And some of this stuff that you want holy oil for, you just need to change the, the channel up button. You know.
1: Even people's music. Come on, music. I I love like the top 100 songs and like what's the lyrics or even what's the story behind the creativity. Oh, coming to that
0: you know i want to i want to even note this you know your explorer page it's a lot of y'all you're like man why is there always batty in my explorer page y'all don't want to be real with me today <laughs> what's with all these bubby pics man <laughs> well you know the fact of the matter is that they show you okay y'all don't come on be go there go the away. algorithm is going to show you in your explorer page what you've been looking at come on pastor jonathan wants to look at my explorer page you'll see chantal 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 Chantal, (laughs) and scriptures and scriptures amen preaching clips (laughs) no but it's true though you have to assess what is it that you're looking at there may be some i i know you you want to follow some accounts you think it's cool yeah we're supporting and whatever there's some stuff that you need to unfollow because simply because you are trying to live pure here it here it is if your boundary line is purity then there's certain things that you can't i know you can do it it's not against the law for you to follow sports illustrated or whatever don't sue me but but i'm just saying if you are trying to walk pure and if you're in a position where some of these things may push you in another direction it might be in your boundary package Mm -hmm. You need to chuck it out.
1: (laughs) Something that I love about Instagram is how they've worked it is that you can follow somebody, but they don't have to follow you.
0: Whoa. Okay.
1: And I feel, and then Facebook, it's like a mutual following, but on Instagram is when you follow somebody, they don't have to follow you. And I think sometimes we feel that Obligation that we have to follow mutually together each other, but if you, if you have something on that's inappropriate on your page or something I don't stand for, I don't need to follow you. I can unfollow you. You can follow me all the day you want, like you love what I do. But do be in my Insta stories. I, I love Insta stories because I like to see people's names who's following me. But you know, I, I think it's okay to not follow everybody, even though people are following you.
0: Can I say this too? It's okay also not to respond to DMs. Hello. Look, look, I'm telling you just for all y'all that dm me and i don't know you or if i see you even if you come to church you are not going to catch me in the dms fam nobody's gonna be like yo pastor was over here chatting with me and and saying also no fam if i do not this seems to be like oh you just standoffish no i just want to make sure that i protect myself and that my name oh y'all don't so there's some of y'all that DM and send messages and whatever the case may be, and I just don't check it. We got an email address at the church, yes. and we have an admin, and we have people that yes. we can, you know. F- so if, we, if we're if we DMing and cool, that means I know you. That means you're a part of whatever the case is. And Pastor Chantal sees all of my stuff. She has all of the let's, access, let's just, and I have let's, friends as just well outside who it Let's put it out, let's put it
1: out there. You don't know who you're talking to. It's, it's pro- you're probably talking to me when it's Pastor Andrew, okay? You don't know who you're talking to. Just putting it out there. It's mostly me responding to you, not Pastor Andrew. It's me.
0: <laughs> well, because it's been it's been some crazy things, fam. But this is the point. <laughs> we keeps it one hundred. But no, this is the thing. So I want you to understand. But that, that's just how my boundaries work.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not that I can't send you a message. It's that not that I can't be a shoulder for you to cry on. But if I don't know you. And if I, I don't know I, you and if we're not I, I want to like go that, here. I know we're, it it's, not, it's not social media, but
1: you know what? I think we get offended when people block us.
0: Oh. But the block
1: ministry needs to be executed sometimes. Oh, man. Okay? Are you going to go there? Yes. Oh. We need to talk about that. And I think and I want to go both, I want to talk from both sides. When people block, even myself, Man, why would people block me? I'm not going to take offense because I don't know what's going on in their lives that they need to block me for whatever reason. I could be a stumbling block for whatever reason. I don't know what their issue is. I need to respect people's boundaries lines and be okay with it, even though it hurts my feelings. It's not about me. I want the best for anybody. Wow. And I think a lot of times we get so offended when people block us, but we don't really know what's going on in their lives. Maybe it's hurtful. Maybe, you know, like... Listen, when I was pr- nine months pregnant, I had a guy, t- uh, this is years ago in the States. I was nine months pregnant and wearing modest clothes and couldn't come to church because could not accept my clothing because what I was wearing nine months pregnant. Mm. And they just couldn't come to church until I had this baby because it, it was a turn on what I'm being pregnant for this person. And I'm thinking like this, I'm thinking this is crazy. I'm nine months pregnant. You're thinking, but that was a, it was a stumbling block for him and his wife. And I had to be okay with that versus being like getting all frustrated. Like I'm pregnant. Like I wouldn't think that's an issue, but I need to, we need to learn to respect people's boundary lines, even if we're not in agreement.
0: My thing is this, I'll tell you this, man. Like even because some people is like, well, you forgave me. Uh, And and, and we're going to talk about more relational stuff and friendship stuff down the line. But even if I forgave you, doesn't mean I want to see your face though. (laughs) Yo, look, like, y'all don't want to be real today. Like, I mean, this is the thing. Like, sometimes, you, yo, like, I'm still navigating this thing because yeah. forgiveness and healing are two different things. So good. So, so this is the thing. When you hear us up here and we do the, you know, the penitential ride and we take a moment to forgive those, you know, if we ask God for forgiveness and forgive those who have sinned against you. Some of you have been being hindered from forgiving people because you think that now you need to be batty and bench. Mm. No, that's not what forgiveness means forgiveness is you saying yo i'm releasing you so that god can forgive me Mm -hmm. because jesus said that remember we preach about this not too long if i don't forgive you he's not going to forgive me and so because i don't want my relationship with god to be hindered i'm going to release you the way that he forgives and releases me but that doesn't mean that we're about to be brethren tomorrow yeah and so sometimes the block ministry happens because i just can't deal because i'm human and so i need to be able to make sure that i am positioning myself for success until God heals my heart to where I can dap you up again. Mm-hmm. So Listen. I think that's, like you're saying, it's mutual. And you need to respect people's space, man. On both ways. And people
1: that push the boundary are toxic. I'm sorry. They're disrespectful. They are rude. They're not respecting Whoa. it. I, I'm going to say it straight. It's, they're intentionally being res- disrespectful when they push that boundary line.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When they
1: push it over. And I want to say like you can forgive someone. But doesn't mean that you have not learned the lesson. I think you have to make sure when, when you forgive, you learn the lesson that you don't go back into that same cycle with that person or that thing over and over again. Learn the lesson that the Lord is trying to teach you in those seasons or in, in that situation.
0: Absolutely. And so, you know, I, I want to, so, so, so just some practical stuff for you talking about establishing boundaries. Oh, we, do we even get through the mental, emotional as yes. well? Yes. So if you're still note taken, your emotional life, what type of boundaries do you have therein? And then now also your spiritual life. Spiritual boundaries. You know, like, there are too many of y'all, you have no boundaries. You listen to every Tom, Dick, and Harry with a title on YouTube. And so literally, man, I mean, you are, it's like literally going to, uh, to, we don't have old country buffalo here. It's going to Mandarin <laughs> with church. And there are many of you that are not planted in the house. You're Receiving from every person talking crazy, and some it's not even talking crazy, but you're just you don't have boundary lines, and so you're listening to everything and everyone, and it's difficult. So, like, even spiritually, do you have boundary lines? Do you just listen to someone because everybody's posting about it, or because it's the fad or the whatever? So, these are things for you to look what do you have boundary lines therein? And so, talking about this, how are you setting godly boundaries? First of all, you got to set godly boundaries through um god's word mm. so god's word and i know these things sound stereotypical uh to many of you that are christians but you're not doing them though right so it's important and then we can all grow so you might be doing them but there's 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 an area there's area and there's room for all of us mm. to grow in our understanding of god's word so it's god's word that helps us to establish um, unchangeable boundaries so for example like a boundary for you while you're single is that I'm not having sex outside of marriage because it's sin. And because purity is my boundary line. is the principle. Now, watch this. When my bandwidth shifts and I get married, sex, come on, you can get it in as much as you want. Mm-hmm. But I still am bound to God's word and bound by God's word for purity. Mm-hmm. So now... Although the boundary line has shifted in terms of what I'm allowed to do and not allowed to do because the bandwidth has, has changed, the principle still remains that now I just need to be, I still need to be pure, but pure in my marriage. Mm. Or are you hearing me? Mm. So it's God's word that determines the boundary lines. If you do not, like Pastor Colleen Howard, didn't that woman preach last Sunday? Come on, Good grief. But one of my favorite passages, that Psalm chapter one, rooting yourself in God's word. Make it important. Just like you eat. You don't eat. You didn't eat like last week. For those of you who are not fasting, you're like, okay, I'm not going to eat again until uh, next Monday. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. Because getting food is important. Physical food is important. So it is it? The word days should not go by without you learning and putting in uh, getting God's word in you. I think also
1: um, to establishing healthy boundaries, you need to learn your own. I, I know, like, I feel this has been a buzzword, but I'm going to say it anyways, triggers. Having feeling this season, we've been saying a lot of word, triggers and trauma has been like a really bit buzzword in the season. But I think we need to evaluate when people speak, how we feel after. Mm. When we hear a certain word, how are we feeling? Or um, when I go to a certain place, this is what triggers me. I'm in a bad mood or I am feeling, whatever I'm feeling. I think we need to start evaluating, taking... Um, taking inventory how we feel and start identifying these things if i how you feel with certain people i don't think we don't do that enough i think we just keep on going and because they're a nice person they smile they're great but maybe they're just not good for you
0: very good and and so to, to bring the plane down for landing i want to especially talk about this because in fact of the matter is you know uh there are some things in god's word that are black and white mm-hmm. yes don't have sex out of marriage yes don't you know operate in witchcraft Yes, do not commit adultery. You know, like all of these things are black and white. And if you're not already establishing your boundaries based upon those truths, Galatians chapter 5 is a good place to look at those things, especially um, to be able to grab some of those things. First Corinthians 6, the chapter that we're in, has some great black and white things. But how many of you know sometimes it's not always black and white? Sometimes, like I said, there's freedom and there are gray areas and there are things that technically you can do. But you don't know if you should do them or not. Mm. And here it is. This is, this is. this is a life hack. Are you ready for this life hack? Mm-hmm. Here it is. James chapter 1, verse 5. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. <laughs> and this is how you build boundaries in gray areas. So aside from the black and white things online, I hope you are getting this and you are grasping this as well. As, aside from the black and white areas, the gray areas, where things that you can do, but you don't know if you should do them or not. Here it is. James 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, Mm -hmm. let him, here it is, ask God, who gives generously. He gives it generously, James 1, 5, to all without reproach. In other words, he doesn't give it and be like, man, I can't believe I gave you this wisdom. Mm -hmm. He gives it to all without reproach, and it will be given to him so here's one of the promises we have in the book of james if you are in a scenario because see gray area navigating gray areas takes wisdom hmm. the areas where you're like man i don't know if i should or i shouldn't the way you navigate it it takes godly wisdom and asking god to give you the wisdom in a situation will open your eyes because one of the manifestations of the holy spirit we see in first corinthians chapter 12 is wisdom and the ability to be able to operate in wisdom in times that are not easily, um, you know, determined. You de- can't determine exactly to go to the right or left. He says, ask God. God gives freely mm-hmm. to those who ask. And he gives it and doesn't say, man, I wish I didn't do that. He gives it to you so that you uh, can be able to navigate the gray areas.
1: I think also another area we, um, where we, to help differentiate what's going on in a great area is we need to have intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Very good. And I think a lot of times it's great to read your Bible, it's great to read and pray and, you know, do worship, but are we actually getting into intimacy with the Holy Spirit to give us revelation? And I think a lot of areas we need to grow in that so we can, we can speak into those areas of our life. And so and I said in, in prayer is like, the whole, I love the Holy Spirit because it, it decodes messages for you. You don't have to figure it all oh, out on your own. Good. You really don't need to figure it out. You, you need a decoder because a lot of times there's always mixed signals. Who knows what mixed signals with people?
0: Wow. And so, so many of us watch what we've been doing is that you have been compromising your boundaries because you feel like you have to make his, as my grandmother would say, or make hasty decisions in tough and difficult times. And so it's like, I got to do this now because if I don't do this, listen, I'll never forget. We were getting ready to have our uh, children. We're getting ready to have Gabriel, our firstborn. And it was, you know, incredible experience. I'm getting ready to launch a church the day after and the night before Gabriel, Gabriel comes. Which is—it's just insane. Our story—it wouldn't ha- it wouldn't be a Beresford story if it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. And so we literally go rush to the hospital. All this—there um, are some complications that are taking place. And in the, in the moment of those complications, the doctors, they're rushing in, and they're like, you gotta do this right now. They're pulling up, lifting up pictures. I didn't know I'm like some, some back cage, uh, back cave picture things, like pushing up, pulling stuff out the wall, you know, shoving things all sorts of places, doing all sorts of things, and, and everybody's rushing in because there's an emergency in this moment. Right? Mm-hmm. And then they come to me, and they're like, sign this paper right now. And I'm like, and then, They go to my wife and have her try to get her to sign stuff. She can't even write. She is shaken. And in that moment, they want her to sign off to say whether she is going to make a major decision at that moment. A life-changing decision at that moment. They're like, you got to do it right now. And in that moment, I just heard the whisper of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, God, what do I do? Give me wisdom in this moment. And the Lord, I said, told me, tell them all to get out the room. And I'm not going to tell you to do that but this is what the Lord put in my heart to do when I prayed. God said tell them to get out of the room don't let them push you or pressure you or rush you into the de- a decision and I told them I said all y'all get out and they're looking at me like are you crazy fam do you know what's happening here?" and I li- we they got out the room and with my wife they shaking I said babe let's pray and you tell me let's see God what does God want us to do in this moment and we prayed for wisdom we sought the Lord together in that moment and we were compelled in that moment to proceed and to go forward with the decision that that we had to make in that moment and god gave us the wisdom in that gray area where it wasn't black and white but we took a pause and so for some of you it's you taking a pause don't let anybody push you across the line without you seeking god and saying god what is it that you want me to do And I'm telling you, man, some of you, you think, oh, this sounds too deep. Oh, this sounds, you just, you know, over-spiritualizing. No, we talked about practical stuff too. Mm -hmm. But there are those times where nothing will replace prayer. Mm -hmm. And you better know how to call on God in difficult moments say, God, what do you need me to do? Mm -hmm. How can I navigate this moment? What is the wisest choice for me to make in the season ahead? so in this moment i just want to encourage you and challenge you to go home and evaluate your boundaries and come back next week make sure you come back next week online and in the house we're going to continue to go deeper we're going to be looking at boundaries in the various relational dynamics in our lives and we want to help you to fortify yourself in those areas but i pray this was a blessing to you if this was a blessing to you can you go ahead and clap those hands and give the lord some praise